He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel, and this is a podcast where I interview a different Facebook friend every episode. We are awkwardwithevan.com, at awkwardwithevan on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and patreon.com slash funnyevan to support for as little as a dollar a month every episode, every month, uh, every amazingness. That makes no sense. I was thinking of other things. I want to be honest with you guys. Um, you can also listen to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. And uh, my Facebook friends, this episode is uh, one of my newer Facebook friends. I met him uh, last March in Hershey, Pennsylvania at a college programming conference. And uh, I stumbled into a, a conversation between him and a magician. And this guy is a poet and, and uh, me, you know, it's like a, a poet, uh, a magician and a, and a comedian walk into a bar and they talk about wrestling for an hour. And that's what we did, uh, in the hallway of a convention center. Um, and, uh, I figure, you know what, I, there's a big, uh, wrestling event coming up this weekend called survivor series. Uh, it's been around for like 30 years, this event. So I wanted to break it down with him, but I also wanted to see, you know, Nav Preet Singh, AKA Nav, the poet, AKA the third Singh brother. Uh, I wanted to get him on here just to see where he comes from, his origins, uh, what, uh, what he thinks of wrestling, how he got into wrestling. It's going to be a lot of wrestling for this talk, but, uh, we kind of, we flow, we flow. At first I wanted to do like, uh, you know, a background on him, kind of interview him as a poet, but we kind of like swerved into the wrestling stuff and then we swerved back out into just Nav stuff. So, uh, enjoy the talk. That's all I'm going to say. Here's my talk with Nav, the poet, AKA the third sing brother. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. This is a special episode because I'm not only doing an interview, I'm also going to be previewing WWE Survivor Series with my next Facebook friend, who I am very thankful to have met last March in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Outstanding poet. The third Singh brother, I'd like to say. <laughs> Navpreet Singh, a.k.a. Nav the Poet. What's up, Nav? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing good. I'm good. I'm glad we glad we could do this. It was uh, yeah. It's probably one of the greatest conversations of my life. Was was us and the magician. I forgot his name. Oh right. yeah, Randy. Randy. Yeah, we were just. Yeah. <laughs> there's a college programming conference, and we're literally just like standing around, like at the end of a showcase, and we're just like talking wrestling for an hour. It was the greatest thing of all time. Oh yeah, That's my, my favorite. Uh. Cool, man. So how, how, how are things? How's, how's the poetry life? It's going, man. You know, uh, I, uh, only have uh, been doing this for like a year or so, so it's still growing. That's amazing. Um, that you're dark, Cause you're already doing like the APCA, which is great. Yeah. Cause, uh, I had attended, uh, APCA as a student. So I kind of, I knew about it. And so as a student, I kind of geared up to become a performer and that was like the first, move I made when I wanted to become performers. I did a 
one of their national conferences last year. Oh, wow. That's cool. Where did you go, undergrad? Uh, New York Institute of Technology. Oh, yeah. In, in Manhattan? Uh, there's one in uh, Long Island. The I, in Long Island so I, I ran high school races there. Oh, nice. Yeah. I forgot if the guy like Michael was still the staff member there that was running the activity board. I forgot his last name. but Cavalli? I think it was someone before him. But oh, okay. I um, bugged them again. But wow, New York Tech. There you go. Uh, cool, man. And you're and you're rocking the six three one, which is also good. Long Island is a good thing. Yeah. Where I noticed when uh, you sent me your number, I was like, oh, it's a five one six. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. I just never. Uh, yeah, never changed it. Still, I know. Still, still in my mom's family plan. But <laughs> got to hook her. Hey, whatever works. Go. <laughs> I don't know if I'm smart or I'm cheap, and the correct answer is I'm Jewish. So, <laughs> no man. In, in, in today's world, man, it, it's everything's so expensive. It makes more sense to sometimes not be on your own. <laughs> yeah, and I would and eventually. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be on my own family plan. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I help her like with upgrades and stuff. So I try to make it a benefit to her. Right. Because it's, it's like. Yeah. My dad and like my three sisters as well so we're all kind of like it's our it's our let the last aspect of our lives where we have a failure to launch mm. so <laughs> everything else is handled but yeah it just it just it's, it's a conveniency okay yeah yeah, yeah of course <laughs> where where did your uh poetry life begin always uh, drawn to it or uh uh no, actually, it started in college. I mean, I used to write a little in high school, but nothing too major. And so then in college, I kind of just, I was, so I was an engineering major and um, uh, I was just, dude, I was so bored and sick of I hated it. I hated it. I don't, I know why I took it because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I just knew I really liked physics in high school. And so I went, oh, physics, engineering go hand in hand, right? And so, but yeah, I just, I actually started writing poetry in class because oh. I was so bored and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually switched my major to television production because I was, there's obviously no poetry majors or nothing you can do <laughs> with that if there is. So um, I took media arts and, you know, something that was at least involved in the same, same general area and um then just i, I when i uh, joined my activities board in college i yeah. attended apca and i go oh there's an actual route to becoming a poet as a career and so i just from there was preparing in college so i'd go to like every open mic and i'd perform pretty much anywhere in any you know odd with any audience whether it's two people or 200 and then uh, yeah, it just kind of led me to APCA as a performer. Where, where have you been your favorite places? Like, are these Manhattan places? Or are you long, talking Long Island places? Because that's how I got started. I would just like, I would go to work and I would do either open mics in Manhattan or I'd do comedy stuff on the islands, which would be like non-comedy rooms. But right, you go. Yeah, uh, I so I did a lot of like open mics and events at school specifically. Oh. Um, it wasn't until maybe two or three years after I started that I started looking outside of school. So then there are a couple of places I found in the city um, that have like open mics. And there's this one uh, series I attend now called uh, The Inspired Word, 
Okay. And uh, they bring me in every so often as a featured artist. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, it's become a consistent thing like every other month actually. So it's really nice. Um, really, really great atmosphere. So that's probably one of my favorite places to be just because I always meet cool people there and it's just a really chill vibe. Cool, man. Um, where is that place located? Is that in the city or is that on the island? Uh, so he, the guy who runs it, Mike Geffner, he has two locations. One is in Manhattan at the Parkside Lounge. Um, I've heard of it. And then, yeah, it's a nice venue. Other, I've gone to other open mics at that same venue. It seems pretty popular for open mics. Uh, and I actually, self-promotion, I have a show in December, yeah. December 11th at the Parkside Lounge. Do it. Um, so anybody that might be listening, yes, Monday, December 11th at 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah, we'll tag them. We'll tag people. Let them know. Yeah. Mention it in the notes. Yeah. Uh, cool. And then so what's your he sp- does another – sorry. Um, Go ahead. He, uh, he does like on like Mondays and Fridays. I think he does at Parkside Lounge. And then he does a show in Brooklyn on Wednesdays at this place called Hellphone. So they're both dope. Okay what's your style so like do you just are you just kind of like like a, a freestyler a free verse person do you do you put music behind you like what's your what subsect of like poetry do you think you fall into that's probably the best way to ask that question because people always ask me like oh what kind of poetry do you do and i have no idea to answer that question but uh i've obviously like as an artist you grow so when i started i did strictly just like rhyming like everything i did was rhyme sure. um and then i started seeing other poets performing you know without rhyming and just kind of doing like free verse and you know spoken more spoken word-esque style right and so i've i've adapted that and kind of grown into that a lot more and then recently i started exploring with music occasionally okay. it's not going to become my constant thing but here and there a piece or two i like putting you know some music to it and uh i released a music video for this this piece i wrote called she and uh, i have a friend actually who i collaborated with and she um (laughs) she uh did the choruses and i did the verses it's a really cool cool project nice um was gonna ask you um did you grow up grew up in new york or would you been to india born in india no, I was born and raised Long Island, New York. Nice. Uh, my whole life, yeah. But I visited India a couple of times. I actually just got back from India uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was visiting for two, two weeks. Cool. Um, nice. So, Will, what were I going to ask you about? Where Best place, I guess, to see some of your stuff. I mean, I'll get your social media at the end, but like, where are some like, good clips we should search to see? Right. Uh, there's my, my YouTube channel. I have maybe six, seven videos, not too many, just because okay. it's hard to make them sometimes in my space. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my YouTube channel, which is Nav, Nav, Nav. <laughs> uh, that's probably the best. And then my SoundCloud has like, I want to say like 10 to 15 tracks, nice. uh, which is just everything else other than my YouTube channel is Nav the Poet. So SoundCloud, Instagram, yeah. Facebook. Okay. Snapchat. Cool. And I mean, it's great. I mean, if you're already doing the conferences, like after just a year, I mean, that's, that's good for you. Cause I, you have a lot to look forward to and you're already like ahead of the curve. Yeah. That was a, uh, a lot of people were saying that to me when I went for my first showcase was especially also being a student. 
yeah. had a kind of understanding yeah. of how things work, not only with the conferences, but how, uh, you know, student activity boards work and dealing with, you know, negotiations and understanding that, you know, sometimes schools want to book you, but they just can't. And I totally get that, you know, so. Right. Cause they have like, is it like budget things or just like fitting their, their quota or. Right. Exactly. You know, sometimes they need to, they just can't find where the event fits or they know they're, their student body and they know that this you, you know no offense to the artist but that kind of artist wouldn't draw. garner a great audience yeah yeah, yeah. draw wouldn't draw yeah <laughs> we put butts in the seats <laughs> <laughs> not a good piece of business yeah uh yeah. <laughs> cool then when did were you always a wrestling fan were you always since the beginning or yeah i uh my dad watches and so as a kid he always watch raw and i'd sit down with him when i was like five six years old nice and he would he would uh at the time obviously you don't understand wrestling when you're that age but yeah. he would be like oh this guy's gonna run in or like this no like he you know someone would do a big move and then he's <laughs> like he's gonna kick out and i was like how do you how do you know this 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 is wizardry like it made no sense <laughs> to me as a kid <laughs> uh who are your then who are your favorite guys growing up uh, <laughs> I always liked people who were a bit more unique. So I liked guys like, I liked Jeff Hardy. Right. And, uh, I loved Steve Blackman. I thought he was the most awesome guy that ever, like, entered the WWE. Yeah. I remember he did like a, mo- a match with Shane McMahon and it was like, yeah. SummerSlam. Oh, uh, dude, that, 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 uh, the drop. Yeah. Shane was climbing the, the, rafter or whatever and blackman <laughs> hit him with the kendo stick and just the shot that they used too the really wide shot of just showing shane fall yeah was just ridiculous yeah um yeah them and eddie eddie guerrero which oh, i yeah. feel like everybody kind of has them on their list <laughs> yeah definitely uh cool so let's get then yeah why not let's get to we got this whole survivor series thing going on have you been uh following have you been like following it still? Are you up to speed at all? Yeah, I mean, I don't watch Raw as regularly, but I still, you know, watch like read the results. Right. And then I, I pretty frequently watch SmackDown if I'm not doing something because I enjoy SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of watch those on demand now because um, it's kind of like a part mm-hmm. of my job to like watch it all. <laughs> so yeah, dude. <laughs> but like, just uh, sorry, ahead. continue. No, I mean, if you go online, I've found like on YouTube, there's like people from like overseas and they, they'll post like, like an a, a amended, like 20 minute version of each show. Oh. They're like, oh, this is great. You know, until they get it taken. Yeah. But you know, it's a good, like, yeah. like a sports center highlight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll like find the clips on YouTube and then just kind of forward through, like skip through because I don't necessarily care for all the matches anyway. So yeah. I'm just like, I just want to see what happens kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I've, I've got to totally ask you this. How have you, so how have you been like, obviously it's, it's been a fun for you to watch like Jinder Mahal be like the yeah. inborn <laughs> champion and, and of course the Singh brothers because you're the third Singh. Yeah. <laughs> how has that been for like, what has it like meant anything to you like for like cultural significance or the social consciousness? Like what, what was your takeaway? Yeah, I mean, I thought, for a variety of reasons, it was a cool thing. I mean, I've been a fan of Jinder since he entered, partially because he is Indian. So I was just like, oh, yeah, there's someone who 
you know, I can, you know, resonate with. It's it's similar for, you know, people who love, you know, Latinos who love Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio because yeah. it's someone who represents them. So for me, you know, like, but Latinos have had a, a handful more of people than, you know, Indians. So, yeah. and Great Kali isn't the best. Like, <laughs> I mean, people in India love him. It's yeah. crazy, but yeah. for people here, especially as like a conscious wrestling fan, it's like, uh, not huge <laughs> great Kali fan, but Jinder was like, even from the beginning, I could see he's like a competent wrestler, competent speaker. And so I, I thought it was really cool. And on top of that, just something really different, just <laughs> unexpected yeah. and totally out of the blue. And I get why people don't like it for those reasons, but I thought it was just, you know, change of pace, you know, change the status quo. And I thought it was great for a while. And I, I'm I'm fully aware, though, that he's – I don't know if he's main event material. I think he could be right. a solid upper mid-card heel, a really strong one. Right. Um, so, you know, but they, they did it, and I don't know how long they're going to continue with him, but they did it. They You know, they saw what maybe they could do with it, and, you know – it didn't work. Like the, the the best part about WWE is if something doesn't work, you can change it in an instant. Yeah. Which so yeah, which which kind of brings us to Survivor Series in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean this. I mean even following the results, I'll just say that everything has kind of fallen into place the way these mm-hmm. are set up. Yeah. So it's kind of segue into like. I I will give you the match. You can give me your thoughts on either of the right. participants. And we can go full wrestling podcast right now. All right, sounds so, good. The first of I guess apparently I don't know. I two oh five live I just have not been able to watch. So Yeah. I mean, I can see Drew Gulak is funny now and he's really interesting. Uh yeah. the Enzo thing's kinda wearing a little thin and uh hopefully Neville returns with a vengeance. Um Yeah. For now, it seems to be Enzo Amore versus Callisto. It seems like thoughts. Who do you think? Ah, uh, or wanna win? Okay, wait. So I haven't been keeping up. Enzo's the champ, right? Enzo is now the heel champion. Who okay, everyone yeah. mucks. <laughs> wait, no. I just I knew Callisto won it, and I just didn't remember if Enzo won it back. So think. Okay. I don't know. Enzo's the champion now. I think. Yeah. Okay, so it, I think Enzo retains. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, they took a guy in Enzo who I absolutely loved. Like, yeah. I bought the soft shirts. <laughs> like, when he was in NXT, I was loving Enzo and Cass. Oh, yeah. They took this guy and just... They first split up him and Cass, which just made no sense at all, yes. personally. It just was illogical in my head. And then they turned him heel, which I guess worked because he can, like, I see how his stick can get annoying to people. Yeah. And used in the right way, it works as a heel. But then they stick him on 205 Live. Like, I don't know what they're doing with this guy. They have a guy <laughs> who has charisma, who can talk on the mic. Yeah, he's not the best wrestler, but that hasn't always mattered to Vince. So, <laughs> yeah. He's made 205 Live relevant. And yeah. that's the only way that show would work if you're going to do it in the same arena as a WWE show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's meant to be, that's meant to be a, like an NXT full sale kind of series, but right. You know, you're doing it there. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's one of the things I feel like is a also uh, an interesting uh, perspective opener for some of the hardcore fans yeah. who don't get why, you know, certain things don't go over when it comes to the main roster versus NXT or even right. like 205 Live or the Cruiserweight Classic. Because like casuals just don't, they just, they have different interests. Like their interest isn't strictly the wrestling, it's the yeah. characters and the story. So you could have, you know, a 20 minute crazy match with Jack Gallagher and Rich Swan, and it'll be <laughs> fantastic. But if, and even me, I've become more of a person that cares about character. So I, I mentioned Jack Gallagher because I happen to like, even though they turned him heel now, I believe, but like I was liking him in general. Just he had like, I thought he could have worked great with the VOD villains, actually. Oh, but, um, that would have been great. Yeah, and to see, but you know, Simon Gotch's thing, whatever. <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, his whole thing, he had a shtick. He had something that he, people could, you know, resonate with. Like, okay, he's this Englishman, English gentleman, and, like, he challenges people to duels and stuff like that. It was just, it was fun stuff. But um it uh, just Enzo brings that to 205 Live, which was severely lacking in that. Other than, I think, Drew Gulak, he was doing a whole, like, no-fly zone thing and talking about, like, high flyers not doing high-flying moves. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, let's, let's move on to the next one. We got, oh, There's a women's elimination match. Mm, yeah. And Alicia Fox has Nia Jax, Asuka, Sasha Banks, and Bailey. And yes. SmackDown, captained by Becky Lynch, has Naomi Carmella, Tamina, and to be determined because Charlotte beat Natalia. So Charlotte's no longer on that team. Either Natalia would slide in, or there's a to be determined. Could be Lana. I don't know. Could be Paige coming back. Mm, yeah. What do you think on this one? Wait a minute. Carmella's on the team? I thought she they, wasn't. Oh, okay. On the SmackDown team, yeah. Still with the briefcase, but not with James Ellsworth. Yeah. He had a good run. Good <laughs> I think he'll, he's like now like so much more worth what he'll get. Oh, yeah. He's He's got it handled. He's, oh, he had a, like, if I was him, obviously you'd be sad that you're fired, but he had yeah. a run that lasted longer than anyone would have ever thought. Yeah. You got to, yeah, I'm sure it'll be like, I, I would like spoof him as like going into the Hall of Fame, just as like a, <laughs> so. But and if, the funny thing is like on the independence, he can claim like I have victories over WWE champion AJ Styles, like <laughs> that's something he could use as a stick. Yeah, and I um, but, fought women, so yeah. Yeah, speaking about the women's way. Um, yeah, now that Charlotte's not in it, I I mean, they could just switch it with Natalia, but I think it would be really cool if, yeah, they brought, page especially since there were heavy rumors about her returning monday yeah so now like it might be a cool twist if like all these rumors that everybody bought into about her returning monday now turn out to be that she's on the smackdown side yeah um and i i I feel like the smackdown women are gonna win that's my prediction oh yeah i just feel i feel like maybe maybe asuka could be the the sole survivor that's a possibility too yeah because I don't like the SmackDown women have been fairly united, and the Raw women have had like more, exactly. you know, tension amongst you know one another. So yeah. I don't know if they have planned to maybe 
diverge into some storylines moving forward from Survivor Series. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, Raw does have Asuka and Naya, so it'll be interesting to see how they, you know, if either of them get eliminated and how they get eliminated, or if maybe that's what it is, is it leads to, like, them feuding. That'd be interesting, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then there's that. Then this, this card's kind of stacked. I mean, because all, like, the, the champions have are going against each other. Um, yeah. Tag champs are the bar against the Usos now. I know. I'm you, a little disappointed because I really wanted to see Ambrose and Rollins versus right, Usos. Right. But the bar is still, like, a, a I mean, Cesaro and Sheamus are great. So, I mean, the match, I have no doubt, is going to be good. Um, if... I don't know what the status of, I think it was Jay who might have got injured. The rumors. I don't know if he's injured right. though. But if the Usos are healthy, my prediction is the Usos. Right. Yeah. I just. Owls are changing hands. That's the weird part. Right. Like it's just for pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So I, could, you'll, I mean, like I kind of evened it out. You'll see my predictions. Like, <laughs> I as make more sense as like you see like certain raw people win. So yeah, that's I don't know. That's how I viewed it. Yeah, I think the interesting one is is now we got the Miz versus Baron Corbin, the IC champion. Yeah. But like people are siding with the Miz on this one. <laughs> right, and I kind of expected that. I I feel like almost. Uh, they're in Houston, right, for the pay per view? Yeah, they are. Yeah, I, I don't know how hard of hardcore to say, but I feel like Miz will be going in kind of as a face, even though they're both technically heels. Yeah, yeah, I just feel I just don't like Baron Corbin. He's he's just not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't dislike him, but they've booked him so weirdly yeah. that it's just. It's hurt him a lot. Like anything he was doing when he first went to SmackDown, kind of has been the the impact has been reduced because he's just like he's lost a bunch. Then he won the briefcase. Then he loses it, and then he wins the U.S. title. But then he's like losing to Sin Cara like uh, three weeks straight or something like that. <laughs> it's yeah. just like how is this guy getting beat up by Sin Cara, the guy who? No offense to <laughs> Sin Cara or Hunico technically, but like his his whole thing's been botched. So it's just. Yeah. It's the new aggressive Sin Cara. Oh, gosh. I feel yeah. like that's... Um, and I get it. I mean, he got some, like, big sneaker deal or something, so oh, yeah. I, I get it business-wise. Wow, okay. That's that's good for them. Um, yeah. Now the ladies, it's Alexa Bliss now against Charlotte. Yeah. Did you watch the 30 for 30? No, I didn't. How was it? Uh, it was great. I mean, you know, they, they, they do focus a lot on his, like, you know, ability to, like, just be a crazy guy and like just party. Yeah. Life is a party to him. So, uh, this is fine. I mean, it's just a lot of him. I mean, you could have used maybe even like more of the interviews making the final cut. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of it's just like about him being like, it's half always like being his character and then half like not being around for his family or cheating or whatever. Oh. Oh, what do you say? It's like, you know, it's very like, it's, it's a pretty superficial look because it's like it's only an hour and a half. I mean, his life, you know, needs like three hours minimum. Right, yeah. Probably, truthfully, like a day's worth in that yeah. would still not. Yeah. But, well, I'm curious. What is your prediction on this match? Because I've been going back and forth. I just feel like Charlotte is the superior person. But right. Alexa treats her way to win. I think that's fine. Yeah. Maybe like Natalia. 
and is like, what the hell? This should be my Mac. Mm, and, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I was leaning towards Charlotte since she just won the title, and yeah, I feel like they're more behind her anyway. Like yeah. it's it's evident that they're behind her just more than even like I I don't think there's a a woman on the roster who comes close to how much they're behind Charlotte. Yeah, she's already the greatest female of all time. That's what I <laughs> like for for all the hype that they did for Oscar, they didn't do much after she debuted. Right. Versus like with Charlotte, she was like right in the title picture. And she's, I just saw a meme and she's won a title every year. Yeah. Since she's been in like, I think yeah. 2015, yeah. 2016, 20 years, like she's had a title like at every point. So. Yep. yep. Um, okay. Let's jump down. Okay. Now there's the men's, the main men's match. Which, which ah, is- yes. Goodness gracious, we're going to get back to more with Nav the Poet. Uh, but first, I'm going to talk to you guys about the lifeblood of this podcast, which is Patreon.com. Uh, if you go to Patreon, you will see that's a website where you guys can help uh, keep me afloat in this wild podcast world for as little as a dollar a month. Every month, they take out a dollar. They keep like 10 cents for themselves. I get 90 of those cents. So you don't have to do a dollar because I have different reward tiers for you guys. But even like $3 a month, Awkward Army, $5 a month, Evan Wexel cell phone wallet, uh, producer credits, consultations are available. Title sponsorship is available for the podcast. Um, I keep it unique. I will, I will exchange in abundance with you. Um, so definitely check out Patreon just to see uh, what I'm all about, why I did this podcast in the first place. I'm trying to get to every Facebook friend. I'll need your support to get to the finish line. But for now, let's get back to Nav the Poet. Because there used to be Jason Jordan on the Raw. Right. And now yeah, that was... uh, Kurt Angle with Triple H, Roman, Finn Balor, and Samoa Joe. Stack. Yeah. It's a stacked team. And then on the other team, you got Shane McMahon who recruited John Cena. Along with Shinsuke yeah. Nakamura and Bobby Roode. Yeah. Those are stacked teams, man. I mean, just like looking at them now, because uh, truth, truth be told, I haven't been super hyped about Survivor Series just because, I don't know, I felt like the buildup has been lackluster, especially for a big four. Right. But now I'm like thinking about the show and it's on Sunday and I'm like thinking about these teams. And I'm like, no, these teams are like, no, these are crazy teams. They're crazy teams. There's a great teams. I think... Bobby Roode, like, will will get. It'll be good for him to be there. Randy Orton, like, you know, he has to be there. I guess it's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Soul Survivor is, is <laughs> Randy Orton. This thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people left off on the out of this. Like, just in general, they, I feel like they'll probably like maybe throw on a uh, Survivor Series Battle Royal of just like all the people that right. are off. It's like you have like yeah, Aiden, and Dolph and you know Rusev and you know right. Right. Uh, oh, by th- the way, happy Rusev Day. Who knows uh, when they will pop in? Sorry. So no, I mean, I feel like it's it's meant for Braun Strowman to just conquer, but I don't know. Mm, I but I see. I would say that, but it seems like he he's feuding with Kane, so I feel like Kane is going to cost him. He's going to be like oh, Braun yeah. Strowman's going to get a tag in, like wreck everyone. Yeah, and then you're gonna hear the pyro go off, and Kane's gonna walk down, and 
they're gonna have like a stare down and a brawl to the out of the ring, something like that. Did you see? Did you see or know of Raw on Monday when like Braun power slammed Kane through the ring? <laughs> uh oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. So yeah, maybe he's he'll just come out of the ring and be like, hey. Oh yeah. Forgot about me. I'm still in the ring. I don't know. <laughs> right. That's what I'm thinking. That or like. I don't know. I love those sequences. This happened with the big show like years ago. Right. Where they like, it was, uh, I think it was Rey Mysterio, JBL and Orton. And they just did like eight finishers on him. (laughs) I just want one of those sequences with Braun. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like Kane's pyro just goes off, distracts him. And then he turns around into an RKO followed by like a Kinshasa followed by an attitude (laughs) adjustment followed by another RKO. Like just, just go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the RKO would last. I don't know if you'd get up after an RKO. Or you have to go down. Or in did two. Or in did two, I believe, to, yeah. Yeah. to a big show. So, I mean, I could yeah. see if, to continue to build Braun like this monster, just have him take a finisher from everyone. <laughs> and I mean, I what, one last year was great because it had, I don't know if you saw the one last year, it was great because you had like Strowman reuniting with like Ellsworth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the shield briefly reunited. Oh yeah. No, I loved last year's last year's was really was, well done. Yeah. So we'll see if it'll be ours artistic and put together. Um, and you know, what's so interesting yeah. is that, uh, um, there are so many like just stare down moments that can happen in this match. Like, or in triple H, Cena and triple H angle and Cena angle and Orton yeah. triple H and Bobby Roode. Like, <laughs> Bobby Roode and Samoa Joe are in a WWE before <laughs> pay-per-view. Let's, let's, let's think about that for a moment. Yeah. And I think the stare down to see is like Triple H and Shane. Uh, yeah, that's I just, true. Like, yeah. a brother, like, just for me, like being married, like if I was up against like my brother-in-law, I just feel like, right. I don't, I like my brother-in-law, but it's like, I just think that's a money match. And plus you can like, mm-hmm. company. yeah. And then dude, Shinsuke and Balor. Yeah. Yes. There's just so many. Yeah. But I think I, I didn't even state my prediction. My prediction is SmackDown will lose. Okay. Because of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. That works. Yeah. And uh, and then speaking of the Shield from last year, the Shield is now back uh, this year, and they're fighting the New Day. Great. Yes. That works out. Yeah, it should be a really good match. I mean, yeah. New Day never fail to put on a good match. Yeah. Uh, but I think specifically because the Shield hasn't been able to, they didn't have their match, a proper Shield match, I should say. Yeah. Or they're going to win that match. Yeah. And I mean, it's great. Uh, the Shield versus when they fought the Wyatt family, those were the best. Dude, my favorite match in the past like five <laughs> years is the Shield versus the Wyatts at Elimination Chamber. Yeah. It's yeah. just an incredible Yeah. Oh. Uh, how far Bray Wyatt has fallen. Just oh, have to no. say that. <laughs> the Bludgeon Brothers are coming. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I would have been okay with it if this was like four months ago. Because yeah. as much as I love the fashion file segments, yeah. they've gotten a little tiresome at this point. I'm right. Like, okay, let's – something happened. Like, they're fun always, but – Right. Well, I mean, I like – they start doing like Stranger things. Yeah. Which was funny, I think. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not too familiar with the show, so I don't get a lot of the references, but... Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a mix of, like, you know, E and, like, paranormal and, you know... Mm-hmm. It's it's great. It's it's fun watching. It's it was legit. It's yeah. legit. Um, All right. Yeah, and then we finally get to <laughs> Styles, thankfully, on or on yeah. placing the Singh brothers and Ginger Mahal, and now Styles <laughs> fighting Brock Lesnar. Yeah, you know. Is before Brock- I talk about the match. Um, even though, like, Jinder versus Brock seems like the most absurd match you could put together in terms of, like, any kind of, you know, intrigue because we all know Brock would eat him alive. Yeah. I felt like Jinder was cutting some of the best promos. Yeah. And it kind of got me a little excited because I just want to see how they would book it. Like, would it be a squash or, like, would the Sings distract and then Jinder get a little offense? Like, I was just intrigued on how it would go because, you know, I love AJ Styles. Probably my right. favorite wrestler currently, but Jinder has more size, and it just, you know, like when you put them like in a stare down, you know, Jinder just kind of looks more competent against Lesnar. Yeah. If if you didn't know any of the wrestlers and you just saw yeah. them on the street. Yeah, it's like if you didn't know Jinder Mahal was Jinder Mahal, you'd be good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, if you didn't know AJ Styles was AJ Styles and you saw him standing against Brock Lesnar, you would go, that guy's going to die. Someone should save him. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, I mean, this match is going to be interesting. Yeah. I guess I guess it would close unless they close with the Survivor Series match. But uh, I, I think it's going to be. I mean. A match with Triple H and Kurt Angle and John Cena not closing the show? Yeah. <laughs> a lot there. But that's like five minutes of entrances also. You gotta factor that in. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's four hours, isn't it? And it's gonna be four hours. I think the pre-show, I'm guessing it'll be like the Cruiserweight stuff and maybe the bar and Usos will be the pre-show. Oh, I hope not. I or, swear, if they put the Usos on a pre-show again. Or a Battle Royal. The, the Survivor Series Battle Royal. Yeah, they'll just they'll create some random match. They'll just yeah. be like, "Hey, you two guys, go out and fight." Rusev fight Bray. <laughs> yeah, it'll, that sounds about right because those two <laughs> guys get treated the exact same way. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll watch. I are you the kind of person that like do you watch everything live or do you like catch it up on demand? What's what's your or, or you catch up? No, pay per views if if I can, like in, unless I have you know something some important engagement to go to yeah pay-per-view is i watch and i usually invite friends over so it's yeah. like because pay-per-views aren't always the most fun so friends make it a lot more enjoyable yeah i'll try to i mean i'm always like busy i always like get to it like just after the fact so i have right I, i've tried like doing facebook events for well well for you it starts at like wrestling. five right replies <laughs> what well, like I try to do like Facebook events, like come to my house to watch wrestling with me. Survivors. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a few people come over for wrestling, yeah. but you know, I'm just like, I, yeah, I have a few friends that like, we all love wrestling. So I, yeah. I just call them I do some big party, but just, you know, three, four friends and we just yeah hang out, get some pizza. Yeah. But, uh, Cause Papa John's is always 50% off. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it starts like it starts at five for you, right? For me, well, for me, it's going to start at four, 
with the right. Oh well, pre-show and everything. Yeah. Well, no. The well, I know actually the main show is going to be like four to four to eight for me. So like probably like a t- yeah. Is when so I'm going to kind yeah. of think it like three hours after. So I mean I might even have to right. wait like the original stream ends because then I, I don't know if I can mm-hmm. start it like while the original one's going on. I think I can, but I'll probably just like probably watch. yeah. I don't know. And I'll just, you know, the key is like to have a device, whether I'm like Chromecasting it, to like be able to fast forward during the promos and during yeah. the vignettes and all that. And it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so, you, oh, you didn't even say who you think is going to win for Brock, AJ? Oh, I guess Brock will. I don't know. I mean, that's the AJ Styles one, but I guess it's meant Brock right. going to crush him. I, I, was, I was considering maybe like Jinder. And the Singh brothers like distract AJ to at least make him, you know, and make it look, you know. But then again, they also did have Braun and Samoa Joe lose straight up to Lesnar, so yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I could see them doing it where he, he just loses straight up. But since he just became champion, it's like do you really want to hurt your champion and like that. So I don't know. But I, I yeah, Brock's gonna win. I don't know how. It's but be like win. five run-ins during this event. <laughs> it's be like all. The- oh yeah. It sounds like it, like, like, but I feel like with the men's tag team, there'll be like some infighting, right? So that'll cause like, like Joe and Balor, I feel will cost each other somehow. Yeah. And then I don't know what else they they might surprise us completely with random unexpected stuff. Maybe Jason Jordan comes out and costs Angle. I don't know. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, I mean, we want to boo that guy so much because he's like such a cheese ball. Dude, he's like he's vanilla. Um, yeah, but it, that's kind of exactly what Kurt Angle was when he started. He was like, "Oh, I'm this good guy," you know. And then he went like, bad. He so yeah, yeah. So they were just like, "You are so bland, dude." Like, <laughs> <laughs> but with Jason, it's also because it's like this forced story of like, "Oh, oh, he's Kurt Angle's son, so like him." And it's like that's not how this works. And you know the the funny thing is I played at Clarion University last April, so I gave like oh, okay. like you know Kurt Angle went here, and then <laughs> he, like mentioned they mentioned Clarion as part of the as a part of the story that he he knocked up a girl when he was in college. <laughs> That's funny. I told like the advisor from the school like he, he mentioned Clarion last night that he knocked up somebody. She, <laughs> sex ed seminar something. <laughs> It's so funny. How are your shows going, by the way? Uh, they're good. I'm going to. I have one in a uh, University of Texas tomorrow. It's just a fraternity show. Oh, nice. They hooked me up. I was trying to make a weekend out of it. I was actually gonna. Ha- then it would have been like a five percent chance I would have been in this weekend, but it's just a one and done. Going to Houston. I'm going to Austin and then coming back. Um, uh, but you know that nice. was good for me. I, I think I had like, I got a few gigs from it. So I know uh, it was. Usually I didn't like submit myself for for showcases for years, and but I know I can oh. can do it now. So that was like a good that was a good like win for me because I I did APCA right in the beginning in '05. I just like did a couple, and I didn't really have the material to back it up. It was kind of like a like yeah. art and church half of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just you know it was good to like create be get out there. But you know if you're gonna showcase at APCO, you know you definitely want to get some gigs so that's it's worth it because APCO is like just mad expensive. So, yeah, I know. Like with NACA though, it's just like it's just a tough t- selection process, and it's almost like they have like their established people. They're always gonna select every mm-hmm. year, 
even though you can't showcase two years in a row. So, right. you know, it, it, I, in, in defense, I have to like update my video, but at the same time, like if you administer your career the right way, you'll be able to still get gigs no matter what. I mean, you could get a gig off no video if you, if you're just like persistent enough. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I tried for NACA, a couple of NACAs, but it didn't work out, which I know, like I've heard a lot about NACA from people at APCA and they told me it's a little, yeah, like a tougher selection process. So I just keep trying and see what happens eventually. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if, you know, if there's some regions you think you can make, then you want to do like mid, mid Atlantic or Northeast. I mean, Northeast is like a mini national cause it's like a thousand people are there. Yeah, so, and I think that one was in like Buffalo this year or something. Which yeah, is- the Buffalo one. That's why I go to Hartford whenever it's not, it's in Buffalo because I know Buffalo's always lighter and more people flock mm. to Hartford, and that's what I did. And it was cool because like I don't know. Actually, I did a I did a podcast when I was at NACA. I just like said, "Do you guys want to be on my podcast?" And I interviewed like three kids from like Fairleigh Dickinson. Oh, nice! They were like one of my last episodes. So you know, it's a good it's a good like extra creative way to kind of you know, get the interest from the students. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I do at APCA is like, I find different ways to yeah interact with the students so that they like, remember me and know, get to know me better because yeah, I, I always tell like any newer artists that I meet at APCA, cause even though I've only done it a couple of times now, I, I feel like I have more experience than some people. So when there's like a new artist who comes on, I'm like, they could, you could be like the, the funniest guy or the most talented musician, but if the kids don't like you, yeah. it doesn't matter, you know? No, I mean, it's funny, like, because I didn't really, I knew I was up pretty early in my showcase, and I just knew, like, it was at the, it was a good, it was a good that it was like a late night showcase, there was no, like, meals going on or anything like that, yeah. set up of it, but you kind of know when the comedians are not doing well, when by the end of their set, they're like, guys, I guess all I'm just trying to say is be nice to one another, just, just, <laughs> Don't be an idiot. Just, just, just be kind. Because like, oh, geez. so yeah. I, it's just I'm, I actually missed your uh, your showcase, so I'll have to catch it, you at it, another Africa. I've actually finally looked at the video. My what's what sucked about is that my agent was filming it. And he was filming it great, and I ran out of like space on my card with like uh, ad lib stuff still to go. But I, uh, okay, I'm like so backlogged on like, getting my videos uploaded and all that. So. That's a project for me, but mm-hmm. you know, it's but that it was a good, it'll be a good part of my new video, like that APCA stuff. Nice. Are you gonna do any in the spring? Um, I don't know. I I was considering maybe I'd try nationals, but maybe I'll try nationals like a year from this one. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably try nationals maybe like in a year because like I'm willing to like put it down if I if I'm getting it back. So I'm like fine. So, right. Yeah. So yeah, that's just the thing. When, uh, any schools on the horizon for you or is this the park sides next? And yeah, for right now, cause like the semester is about to end. So there's right. nothing really coming up, uh, this semester, but I got some stuff in the works already for next semester. Right. And, uh, my agents working on a, a bunch of shows and stuff. So we'll see, but, uh, Oh, cool. I'm going to, well, I applied to both Nationals and Northeast for APCA, so we'll see what happens oh, good. if I get in, if I go. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, that's weird. I don't, I feel like, I don't know. I, I think it's more depends on like if your agent has the spots that can get you in there. I don't know. I feel like if you're right. 
pay for it, they'll like they'll take you because they're yeah. So yeah, pretty much. That's why. But but uh. But they they do. But actually, I mean, one of my with ten years ago. I mean, I did a video. One of my songs I played at Apco was like "I Want to Be Black." (laughs) (laughs) I can I can even play it less than I'd be able to even play it back then. It was just like too. It was kind of bonkers. I think people were just like they kind of like they were afraid, <laughs> but it wasn't like it was just like pop culture references. But whatever, right? Maybe yeah. Day. I I actually do. I get to play that song when I'm in like all black venues. I'll I'll totally break up. <laughs> happens. That's funny. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah. But it's actually kind of good that I don't have too many shows because I really wanted to like focus on some writing. I've had a lot of ideas for poems I've wanted to write for a while, but like I'm traveling and doing all this stuff and so i was like oh i don't have any shows so i'll kind of sit down and just write as much as i can in the next few months so that next semester whether the conferences or at shows i get i can present new material even though to the students it will be new regardless but for me it's like i've been performing some of these pieces for four years now and so yeah the best i mean some of my stuff i've been doing for like 10 years and i have to like Because it's like it still applies. So right, yeah, yeah. and yeah, I'm not like throwing anything away, but I just right. want to add more, just because yeah. I get a little tired of performing the same thing every time. Sure. Nice. So Parkside Lounge, December 11th. Yes, 8 p.m. I go on. Yeah, New York City, and at Nav the Poet on social. Yep. This is good, man. Thanks, thanks for letting me uh, try to get you over. Yeah, get you over. <laughs> no, no problem. I give appreciate the, the push. <laughs> give you a push. We're gonna take this. Strap the rocket to the back of you. Yeah. Let's, let's oh man, I love when you can just like use wrestling terms with fans, like wrestling fans. Like yeah, it sounds so so dorky, but I love it. Yeah, like I I know like when I played a song on like a radio station. I'm like, I just got to get over. And I got over, <laughs> which was good. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was playing, um, I went out for my friend's birthday. We went bowling. Oh. And so I was, I was bowling and like, I, was, I told my friends, I was like, I'm going to do good this, this frame. And I throw it and it goes into the gutter completely. And I was like, dude, I botched that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you got the runs. Those are the runs. Yeah. Uh. The drizzling shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's it's and it's uh, hard to because it's hard to meet wrestling fans. It's just people. It you know, is. Not many people like it. So. But like, it's funny because at the conferences, when I have my banner up, people like notice that like I have my name, and then like, but what I do is like in my E in my first name, I put the E logo from E Television, and then for the W in my name, I put the WWE logo. <laughs> asking me about the WWE thing, which is kind of cool. Like you get like the uh, come out. So you, it's I, I shouldn't say there aren't. I mean there aren't as many, but people are less uh, open about it. Right. So like I was at a show in Amarillo, Amarillo College. I went to perform, and nice. I don't know why I'm. I don't even know if I meant. I I must have mentioned that I like wrestling, and so during my shows I allow people to ask like the audience to ask questions. So uh, this one girl raised her hand and she goes. So who's your favorite wrestler? I was like, oh, shoot, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. Who is your favorite wrestler right now, Nav? Uh, so currently... Or in the so last... I, 
so I love Dean Ambrose. He's yeah. one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, I just, it's hard to like him when they aren't really doing anything. I mean, now they're doing the Shield stuff, but before that, they weren't doing much with him. Yeah. So it's like, I don't stop liking him, but I just kind of lose a little interest when he's just kind of, you know, they're just not doing anything with him. So it's like Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles are like the two guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but all time. Yeah. Uh, all time is is my man CM Punk. That's right. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. It, this really kills me that he like just doesn't have the itch to like go into any ring right now. But. I know. I know, but I mean, I got to like at the same time. That's it's impressive too. Yeah, the fact that you can resist that. Yeah, as a man who literally wanted to do it pretty much his whole life, and yeah. he's just like, I don't. I'm just like that's like I put myself in that situation. Like, yeah, I couldn't imagine a time where I'm like I don't want to do poetry. I couldn't imagine that. But then again, life happens, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Cool. Well, good. Good catching up. And I uh, hope yeah, man. you at a future conference and we will get this, this intense preview online as soon as possible. Yeah, sounds great. So, Nav Preet Singh, a.k.a. Nav the Poet, thanks for being on Socially Awkward. Okay, the third Singh brother. I like that. <laughs> third Singh brother. Make that the third Singh brother.com. <laughs> I like that. Okay, Nav the Poet, a.k.a. Nav Preet Singh, a.k.a. the third Singh brother. Uh, great to have him on, uh, a fellow Long Islander. Who knew? Um, if you want more on this podcast, past episodes, past Facebook friend interviews, uh, we're nearing 60. I've done about 60 of these so far. Uh, go to at Awkward with Evan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Instagram, I'm using more. Uh, also, awkwardwithevan.com. And of course, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. If you can, write a fabulous five-star review about me on iTunes as it helps get more earballs on the podcast. For now, stay awkward because I know I will. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.